Today we're bringing you the story of Brittany Williams, a little girl who seemingly vanished into thin air. And it's very likely that there's one person out there who knows where she is. Maybe that person is listening to this podcast. This is APB Cold Case. Here's your host, former police chief Mark Spahn. In early 2001, school officials in Henrico County, Virginia, alerted authorities to a possible missing child. That child was seven-year-old Brittany Williams, and she hadn't been attending school for months. At age seven, Brittany had already lived through more than her fair share of adversity. But even in the face of hardship, she had a resiliency of spirit, and she was rarely ever seen without a big smile on her face. Her mother, Rosemarie Thompson, had reportedly struggled with alcohol and substance abuse in her life. And then, three months prior to Brittany's birth, she received some devastating news. She was diagnosed with AIDS. Her daughter, Brittany Renee Williams, was born on March 20, 1993. And sadly, little Brittany was also born with a devastating disease. Rosemarie would often take Brittany to the hospital for her ongoing medical treatments. And that's where they met Kim Parker. Parker operated a charity organization known as Rainbow Kids to help care for children with HIV, AIDS, and other illnesses. At this time, Rosemary's health was quickly declining, and she was no longer able to care for her daughter. It was reported that Brittany had already spent some time in foster care due to her mom's erratic lifestyle, and in 1996, shortly before Rosemary died, she gave guardianship of three-year-old Brittany to Kim Parker. Her wish was for somebody to love and care for her daughter. She believed that Kim Parker was that person. Not too long afterward, Rosemary passed away. It was about four years later, on August 18, 2000, that the now seven-year-old Brittany mysteriously went missing. The last confirmed report we could find about somebody who saw Brittany was from that date on August 18, 2000. She was in the company of an adult female. It's believed that this was a doctor's appointment where Kim Parker had taken Brittany. Michael Feinmel is the deputy county manager in Henrico County, Virginia, and back in 2000, he served as a prosecutor for the county. It literally started as a missing child case and was brought to my attention by our special victims unit. And Kim Parker was somebody that was high profile in the Richmond area due to her efforts with Rainbow Kids. And a time frame of, boy, I want to guess around six months or so, but maybe a little less than that, had gone by where nobody had seen Brittany Williams. Um, She hadn't been to school, some friends in the community hadn't seen her, and that resulted in a complaint through the school system, I believe, to the police. And then the police had gone by to do welfare checks and had been told the story by Kim Parker that she hasn't lived with me for a period of time. That may have been between six months and a year that she said that Brittany hadn't lived with her. But there was definitely around a four to six month time frame that nobody had seen Brittany Williams, which prompted the entire police investigation. Brittany was gone, and Kim Parker never reported her as missing. When she was questioned, Parker came up with the explanation that caring for Brittany had become difficult, so she gave her to two women who had once lived in Henrico County, but had since moved to California. The women had previously been volunteers with Rainbow Kids and were quite fond of Brittany. I asked Michael Feinmel about the operations and legitimacy of the Rainbow Kids organization. Initially, at the onset, there probably was the desire 
design of the program to take care of HIV-positive kids. And I think that she quit, Kim Parker quit her employment in nursing at some point during the um, existence of that organization. And that organization was her sole mean of substance. So, yeah, I would like to think and, and some, see no reason to believe that initially at the onset of the program, it was designed to help these kids, but then just morphed into a means for her to just to survive. I don't think she was living, I don't think she was getting rich. I don't think she was living high on the hog as a result of what she was doing, but she was living her day-to-day life based on donations that she received for Rainbow Kids, as well as the, the assistance that she got from the government. I also asked about any prior reports registered against the now-defunct Rainbow Kids. We learned that there were two boys who died in Kim Parker's care in the year before she took guardianship of Brittany. No other details were available on the circumstances of those deaths. Months passed and still no Brittany. And when it was learned by authorities that she'd now been missing for two years, the Henrico Juvenile and Domestic Relations District Court judge transferred custody to social services, and they were ordered to locate the missing girl. Kim Parker would be summoned to court to explain... Where is Brittany? It was in February 2003 when Kim Parker was ordered to disclose the location of Brittany, which might remind you of the infamous Lori Vallow case in Idaho. Well, Ms. Parker claimed that she gave Brittany to two women who'd been associated with her charity. But when police tracked down those two women, they said that they'd never had care of Brittany. In fact, they said they were planning to have Brittany come visit them in California, but the trip never happened. March 27, 2003, police released a statement saying, As part of the investigation to determine the whereabouts of Brittany Williams, Henrico police have concluded that the two women in California do not have Brittany Williams in their custody. Parker claimed she could not disclose what she didn't know. She implied that she was protecting Brittany. According to an AP News report, Parker did not want to know the exact address of Brittany and the women in California in order to prevent Brittany's incarcerated father from finding her. Parker was sentenced to 20 days in jail for contempt of court for failing to disclose Brittany's whereabouts. We were unable to confirm any information about Brittany's father. So the investigation into Brittany's disappearance continued, and even though Kim Parker said she didn't know where Brittany was, she continued to illegally accept public assistance for Brittany. Charges were brought against Parker in both state and federal court for fraud related to benefits intended for Brittany. Michael Feinmel told me that he prosecuted Parker for about 10 separate counts. She was sentenced to 12 years, all but two of which were suspended. In June 2021, there was a ray of hope in this case when a woman came forward saying that she was Brittany Renee Williams, and she said she had DNA testing to prove it. The woman from Indiana had been adopted at a very young age and was searching online for information about her biological parents when she found the missing person's case of Brittany Williams. She saw similarities in facial appearance, including a mole on her neck and scars on her chest. Brittany had a catheter in her chest, and the Indiana woman also had unexplained scarring from a childhood surgery. Even though the date of birth on her adoption record did not match that of Brittany's, 
She pursued the lead and ultimately had a DNA test against Brittany's older sister. That test reportedly claimed that there was a more than 95% chance that they were half-sisters. Henrico County Police went to work on that lead, along with the Commonwealth Attorney's Office and the FBI. In January 2022, they released a statement saying, After a thorough investigation, we've concluded that the person who came forward is not Brittany Williams. The press release goes on to say that law enforcement came to these findings after a robust review of medical records, adoption records, consultation with infectious disease physicians, dozens of interviews, and DNA analysis. So, we know that this woman is not Brittany. And to clarify, we don't have any confirmation as to whether she's related to the family in any way. But, DNA has proven she is not Brittany. Reports about whether Brittany is still alive somewhere are not promising. There's been no activity on her Social Security and Medicaid accounts since she was in Parker's care. The information that I got from treating physicians and other people that were taking care of her was that it was possible that she would have existed, she would have lived for a six-month to 18-month time frame without getting the cocktail of drugs that were designed to keep her alive. It, it was possible that she could have left Kim Parker's care, gone to somebody else's care, and lived for a while. But first of all, the cocktail of drugs was so massively expensive, you know, Police searched Kim Parker's home for any signs of Brittany, even digging up parts of the yard and the septic system. Mike Feinmel once said that there were concerns that the concrete slab at Parker's house could have concealed Brittany's body, but no evidence of Brittany was found. We were unable to reach Kim Parker for this episode, but she's been at the center of the investigation from the beginning, and she may be the one person who can provide an answer to the question, where is Brittany? But without evidence of a body or some other proof, it does not appear that officials are ready to go forward with a prosecution. It's been more than 20 years since Brittany disappeared, and even though prosecutor Mike Feinmel never had the opportunity to meet Brittany, he's one of her biggest advocates. But it was certainly that case that sticks with you throughout your career. Brittany was, by all intents and purposes, all represented to me a very happy young lady. I can picture her in my head and picture her smile, and she, and it was a very that she had of somebody every picture you saw of her was smiling it is that case that that tugs at you and it's that case where you know a lot of people deserve answers kim parker sold her organization as being an answer to people in the community a lot of people gave her a lot of money a lot of 
of families entrusted their children with her. Brittany's mother entrusted Brittany with her. And, and I think answers at some point needs to be told. Whatever the answer is, everybody deserves to get that answer, and Brittany deserves that answer as to, as to what the, the answer to the story was. This was the story that I always thought needed to be told on a national scale because it's just, you know, th this girl is gone, and they, they, she can't just be gone. That, that can't just be the end of the story. Brittany is multiracial with a light complexion, brown eyes, and black hair. At the time of her disappearance, her hair was cut very short, an inch or two in length. Brittany needed routine medication for AIDS. She had a catheter and a scar in her upper left chest. Michael Feinmel said that this story needs to be told on a national scale, and we agree. She can't just be gone. The investigation into the disappearance of Brittany Williams is still an open case for Henrico County Police. If you have any information, call them at 804-501-5000. Or you can send an anonymous tip through Metro Richmond Crime Stoppers at 804-780-1000. All persons are presumed innocent unless proven guilty in a court of law. You can find a photo of Brittany, including age-progressed pictures, in our show notes at apbcoldcase.com. Thanks for listening to APB Cold Case. Tell us about your cold case at apbcoldcase at spawngroup.com. APB Cold Case is an original Spawn Group production.